Welcome to Catholic Radio for Katie Anna's presentation of Cajun Catholics. Here's your host, Todd Citron. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Lord, our God, please help us today to say the right words to motivate and secure our faith in God. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Welcome to Cajun Catholics. I'm your host, Todd Citron. Today, we'll be co-hosting Mr. Calvin James, co-hosting the show. Thank you, Calvin, for being here. Welcome. And our guest today is Mr. John Reed, one of my favorite people on earth, one of the nicest guys that ever walked the face of the earth in Lafayette, anybody that knows John. Just a real honor for him. He's really responsible for the show, and uh, he's a close friend, been, been a good friend for a long time. John, welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. All right. Tell us a little bit about yourself. I know John uh, is originally from Baton Rouge, but tell us about yourself. Well, I, uh, I was born and raised in Baton Rouge. Uh, had the opportunity to be in the military and go to LSU for a little while. And after the military and LSU, I came to Lafayette, uh, graduated from USL, and uh, married a girl from Louisville. And uh, uh, life began then. Uh, we, we moved here in 1976, and uh, we had, uh, we've had two children. And we were married for 34 years. My wife passed away in 2009. And that has been a, a, a really tough part in my life, um, something that uh, affects you very much. Um, but uh, through it all, uh, I, I made Chrysia, uh in 2006, and uh, my life has changed from that time on. I, I, it is. It has allowed me to bless, no matter what the problem is, to understand that I don't understand a lot of things, but to go forward and believe in God. Thank you, John. I want to ask the first question um, because John is just. Uh, he, he, he's like St. Francis when you say preach the gospel at all times and when necessary use words. That's John Reed. And uh, so when is it, it, was it in high school? I think you went to Lehigh uh, or was it at LSU or what, at what point did God, do you ever remember the first time that, that God came into your life? Was it your parents or at, at what point were you introduced? Well, it's interesting. My dad was a Methodist. My mama was a Catholic and that participated, that made it a big conflict in my family. Uh, my, uh, my dad did not want me to be a Catholic. Uh, what happened to me was I, uh, when I was 14, I got a paper route, and uh, uh, I was delivering papers to both the Methodist Church and the Catholic Church. So the priest came out one day, and I told him that I wanted to be a Catholic. He said, you need to go through some instructions. I said, I'll do them after I do my paper out. So I started doing instructions, and uh, my father found out that I was doing this after my paper out, and he fussed at me, so I quit. So that brings me to uh, uh, September of 1975. I wanted to get married to Miriam, my wife, and uh, I wanted to be a Catholic. So for a year, I spent the Monday nights at the rectory in Lowerville while uh, taking instructions from Father Groshen 
And on September 5th of 1975, I became a Catholic. And on September 6th, I got married. So that's when God first touched me in a real warm way. Okay, John, you were talking about uh, your experience with your wife. How do you think that uh, Chrysia helped you through that period of your wife? Well, Chrysia helped a great deal. What had happened was I'd lost my dad. Uh, Todd had asked me to make Chrysia, and I called my dad, who was definitely not a Catholic, and he said, you need to make Chrysia. Well, the, that Wednesday, my dad died. The next Wednesday, my first, child, my first grandchild was born. And the next Wednesday, Todd called me and said, hey, would you be interested in making Grisea? And I said, yes. So Grisea helped me overcome my dad's uh, death and understand what God wants you to do. And what I learned from Grisea was that you're really not in charge. God is in charge. And as long as you let God lead you, you will not be astray and when my wife passed away it was very difficult but I knew that he loved me and that when I had the funeral um, Father Blessing told me some really kind words he said you did everything you could do for her and that made me feel pretty good but uh, I knew God was on my side with that uh, I'm reading a book right now called Against the Infinite Horizon, and there's a, a chapter in there about about losing your spouse and how you know when you lose your spouse, you it's everything. You know, it's it's one thing to lose a mother or even a child, God forbid, but you know to lose your spouse is like kind of losing yourself. And and I know that that's that was hard. I I, I had the, the the great privilege of being with you through that, and I think that. You know, Mom used to tell me at Curcia there was a thing ho hanging over the kitchen that said, you better dig your roots in deep because the storm's coming. Mm -hmm. So when you leave, you know, um, it's something that you better be prepared. But I think that I've had one of our other good friends, Cliff Roberts, uh, lost his wife uh, after Curcia, and I, I assume that helped you prepare for that loss. Oh, it most definitely did. Uh, uh, it, Cliff's... Uh we started playing the rosary for Cliff's wife, and they said that uh, she would not make the ride back to Lafayette. And not only did she make the ride back to Lafayette, she came out of the coma and actually got to go home. And that was very comforting for me. I was thinking about that when I was burying my wife because I knew she was in a better place and that there was, she was glad that uh, I had that feeling about knowing where she was mm -hmm. okay John uh, you know we've been friends for a long time and I'm familiar with a lot of stuff that you do in the community in the church and stuff uh, why don't you tell me a little bit about uh, your uh, CCD you know you talked about taking classes to become a Catholic God took you full circle and now you're teaching kids you're teaching other people tell me how uh, instrumental is that in your life well interesting story I was playing golf and this guy signed me up uh, I've played golf with him and he signed me up to do CCD and the lady called me I said no I, I, I can't do that she says uh, yeah you can she says I'm gonna I'm gonna you come to church uh, Sunday I will have the books for you to look at and it was on morality and I said oh wow can I really teach this Duh. and so my first class 
uh, I, it was uh, very, uh, very nervous. Uh, they were nervous. And uh, at the end of the session, uh, this girl came to, up to me and said, I do not believe in God. My mama makes me come, and I am not going to participate in this class. <laughs> I said, wonderful. <laughs> I said, uh, I'm going to help you. She says, I don't want any help. I said, yeah, I'm going to help you. Well, at that time, she was wearing all black, and she was not participating in class. She had uh, a, a really bad uh, idea about things. And so I bought a Bible, a, a children's Bible, uh, from uh, Crossroads, I think, and I brought it to her, and I said, I want you to start in the middle and read backwards. She said, why? I said, because I think that would help you. I said, you're kind of, you don't understand certain things, and if you read backwards, it might help you. Hmm. And the interesting thing, at the end of the nine weeks, of nine months, she had changed her dress, and she had begun to come to Mass. And I've seen her several times, <laughs> and that's been over 20 years ago. She's got a bunch of kids now. So that made me feel well. Awesome. Fantastic. Uh, one of the inspirations for the show, and John and I and Dave Pierce had lunch, and that's how the show really evolved in, in the very beginning, but for the Cajun Catholics was uh, there's so many things in Acadiana that, to be so proud of, and so it's so rich in our Catholic culture, and one of them is the Carmelites, and uh, I've had the great pleasure of having several of our employees at work having a, a, a tremendous devotion to the Carmelites and spending a lot of time there. John spends a lot of time with the Carmelites with and, and have a thing called First Saturday. Tell us a little bit about that and how you got how you got started there. Well, my friend Raymond Domain uh, came to my house about 6 o'clock one Saturday morning, about, two, oh, maybe 15 years ago, and said, hey, get dressed. I said, why? We're going to First Saturday Mass. So we go down to Carmelite, uh, uh, Carmel Drive, and I get there, and uh, they said the nuns are clustered. And I said, oh, well, okay, fine. I don't even know what that was. <laughs> and, and so we, we, uh, we sit there and there. It seems like heaven is singing because you don't see them, but For you sure. hear the nuns singing. Exactly. And I look at the thing, and it says, by love alone, God loves you. And I went, wow, 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 wow. So that was why I started going. And I didn't realize why I needed to go. And about 10 years after that, I found out that I had to have open heart surgery. Mm. And so I go back to the Carmelites and the lady, uh, sister, uh, I see. Is it uh, Mary John? Mary John. Uh, well, Mary John is the one who works in the back. Okay. Sister Ami okay. told me, said, we're going to have a relic here. Come next week. And I went. And, of course, I didn't know what a relic was. And uh, they had it in a little case, and we touched it. And when I sat down and to pray, the interesting thing was I knew I was going to be all right after this surgery. I just knew it. I, 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 and so I have that devotion to, to the Carmelites. Um, I am Right now we're doing a, uh, a novena uh, for Mount Carmel, mm -hmm. and today is the third day. So... Um, anyway, that's what I enjoy about going to the Carmelites. You know, John, you, Todd, and I sitting here today, we also in the men's group, 
and we've been going to adoration together for a while. Uh, sitting in front of the Blessed Sacrament on Friday mornings at 5 o'clock, why don't you share with the uh, listeners some of your experiences that uh, uh, encourages you to go, to continue to go? Oh, the, 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 when I went to Crescia, I didn't know why I was there. I couldn't figure it out. I wanted to leave. Uh, on Saturday, uh, they brought us by the Blessed Sacrament, and they handed me a crucifix, and I got this warm feeling. And I went, wow, what is this? And all I could do was pray for my granddaughter and my wife and my kids, and uh, I get that feeling, and so I get that feeling when I go to Crescia. I mean, uh, uh, adoration. Uh, uh, adoration, and it and it takes a little while. Sometimes I have to say the rosary, and then sometimes I'm so tired that I sleep, but I get that warm feeling. Yeah. Sometimes they he, sometimes wake. he snores. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> and I get that warm feeling, and I want to keep it. And then the second hour, uh, the two best hours of the whole week, every week for me, is the adoration for the first hour, and the second hour is the fellowship I have with y'all. We have about 12 guys that Amen. we get together, and we have one heck of a good time. That's great. We do. We have a special group, and uh, it's it's fun to be a part of it, you know, and it's always fun to see a new face to come to adoration with us, and I think we always have that, you know. Yeah. Um, so, John, you know, again, um, the love of Christ, you know, we, we're called to love God as a child, very childlike. And I think that's the best compliment I could pay to you is that, like I hear you say, you know, I went to adoration, but I'm not sure why. And I pray the rosary, but I'm not sure why. And, you know, you, and, and that's kind of how I feel the same way. You know, you just do it because it feels right. And, and, and like a little child, you know, you let God love you. Uh, I know that John... Uh, got to go on a great trip to Rome. I know he yeah. got to travel and um, and maybe with his brother as well, who I will let you know, his brother has had some health issues and he's a wonderful guy and John has taken him into his home currently. That's just kind of how the guy, this guy is. But tell us about some, one of, your, uh, some of your travels. Uh, Rome, uh, my brother is not Catholic and my brother used to work for the United Nations and he had the opportunity to be in Rome for business, and he had such frequent fly miles that it allowed me to go over to, to Rome. And uh, my youngest son has a, a master's degree in church architecture. <laughs> and so I told him I was going, so he gave me about 50 pages of notes on what to see and how to see it and how to approach the different things. And when I got to Rome, uh, I stayed across the street from the Colosseum, and the little lady that was at the front desk said, I said, one of the things I'd like to do, and she could speak English, was I wanted to see the Pope. And he said, well, she, he's doing Mass today. Get on that bus, and you'll see the Pope. And so I went to Mass, and that was unbelievable. Um, it was uh, unbelievable. And then I went walking around uh, St. Peter's, and I noticed <laughs> John Paul VI. 
he's in a glass casket. Mm-hmm. And I did like some of those commercials on TV where you're not supposed to talk. I screamed out, gosh, that is John Paul VI. <laughs> People looked at me like I was crazy. But I, he, he's in a, if you get to go, that's pretty interesting. And he's the one who finished Vatican II. He's the one that we got to understand what was going on in Mass because when I was growing up, it was in Latin, and uh, I didn't know what was going on. And he changed that to uh, to English. So uh, that was fun. The other, the other important thing was I went to John Lateran, and uh, that's where Peter's chair is. And, of course, when the Pope sits in that... Uh, chair, he is infallible. So I text some of my friends that I was sitting in a chair uh. and there were going to be some changes made. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the other thing was I did the rosary on the steps across the street from oh. James John Landry. And you and you and you and I guess there's enough uh, steps that you you just keep going to the top. Yeah, on your knees. He on forgot knees. that part. Oh yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, on your knees. <laughs> And uh, the other the other thing was uh, visiting uh, Saint uh, the uh, Sistine Chapel, yeah. and my God was I said now listen uh, I know you're not supposed to talk in here but where's the smokestack? <laughs> <laughs> and they say they don't put it up until the Pope dies or, or resigns, and that's when they put the, po- the, the smokestack up. Yeah. The 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 most impressive so. thing though was. When you kneeled in the Sistine Chapel and you looked straight ahead and you could see heaven and hell, and you sure wanted to be on the left side. <laughs> You're listening to the Cajun Catholic Radio Show. Uh, today's guest host is Mr. Calvin James. Our, our, our guest today is John Reed, just a great Cajun Catholic, uh, originally from Baton Rouge and now residing in Lafayette. And uh, So Calvin, take it away. Yeah, uh, John, you know, I enjoy spending time with you. It's a lot of stuff that we've been involved in together, especially first Saturday. Now, uh, you know what the process is, especially at the meetings afterwards. Uh, There's a lot of times when there's a guest speaker there and uh, we get a chance to uh, pick their brains. But once again, I like picking brains too, and I want to ask you what kind of impact that being a part of the Guild, both you and I, but you've been there longer, what sort of an impact has it had on your life when it comes to service? Wow. Um, I, 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 I'm blessed beyond measure. I don't, I, 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 the, the, the Gill is the only group of people that I'm associated with that you go the first time and you're a member for life and there's no dues. Because <laughs> in most clubs, there's dues and it sounds and like heaven. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Now, when you work in the back, and I, I, I think everybody should try to work in the back. Uh, Sister Mary John is the one who kind of runs the show in the back, and uh, she, uh, she, uh, she puts you through uh, some good penance, uh, and then they feed you after that but the guild men there's about a hundred of us and uh, uh, there's a lot of movers and shakers if you can imagine if you go down Carmel Avenue and you see the monastery the men's guild built that how many of those hundred are Cajun Catholics 
I would say 100%. Oh, yeah. I agree. 100% Cajun Catholic. And I want to clarify, I know my last name is Reed, and that's probably English or Scottish or something. But my mother was a Joffreon. <laughs> so uh, she was definitely French. Good deal. I love it. I All love right. it. Fantastic. Uh, so, uh, you know, like I said, ha- knowing John, I feel like I'm certainly a better person for that. You know, um, uh, he, he's just anyone who knows John Reed always says, man, that's the nicest guy I've ever met in my life. And yes, I can't indeed. tell you how many times I've heard that. John has a very unique uh, relationship with golf. And uh, he's a golfer, I think, always, has always been a golfer as long as I know him. But John has had the great privilege of attending many of the Masters tournaments right. uh, in Augusta. And, uh, and for you know, I've had the privilege of going with him uh, on a few occasions and and it's it's always been a spiritual trip you know for us we pray the rosary coming and going and you know we're able to attend mass in south carolina which is right across the border but it is a spiritual thing isn't it john tell, tell us about oh it, it, it most certainly uh it's the most amazing place um uh, i uh, i originally wanted to go and bring my father and i never got to bring my father because he passed away before I, uh, I started getting the tickets, uh, but uh, it's a very, uh, uh, it's amazing place for many reasons. The people that put it on are so glad to see you. The people that are the, the attend are so glad to be there, and the golfers are all humbled about playing at the Masters. Uh, it's completely different than any sports event that you've ever been to, I think, because of the fact of those three things. The people are very nice. Uh, the town it welcomes everybody. Uh, the, uh, the, 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 you don't find anybody pushing somebody out the way to get in line. Uh, the, the people, the green jacket guys are the people that own it, and they cater to us. So it's a wonderful uh, event for the entire family. Uh, I, uh, I know it's a hard ticket to get, but uh, just pray about it. That's what I did. He knows a whole lot about about those golfers. I'm sorry, Calvin. I'm jumping in with that question. I cheat right in front of you. That's all right. Uh, but you know, uh, tell us about some of the good Catholics that are on the tour. You know, I know that you've you've caddied and met some people through the web dot com. <laughs> well. Um, uh, Who's your favorite? Oh, Matt Kuchar is my favorite. Yeah, Matt Kuchar uh, uh, was uh, an amateur the first time I met him, and his daddy catted for him. And for some crazy reason, I got to talk to his daddy doing the caddying at the Masters. Uh, and he had a smile from one side of his face to the other, and uh, his dad did too. Well, the interesting thing about him was that he lost his card and he had to play on the web.com tour, and I got to score him. So I got to know a good bit about him because even though we're not supposed to talk to the golfers, I have a way of talking to people, and they start talking to me. So he uh, went to Georgia Tech. He's a good Catholic boy, uh, and his daddy, I think, is a physician. Uh, But uh, he's now back on the pro tour, and he's one of the top leading money winners in the last few years. And I think it's all because he's been blessed by being so humble about being a golfer. 
And John and I sat on hole number 16 and watched that man make a hole in one. And that was one of the greatest thrills in my sporting life. That was amazing. <laughs> well, let, let me follow up with a quick question. Since y'all was talking about the greatest things, I want to ask you, John, you've been to many. Can you, I'm going to put you on the spot, but can you pick one of your best? Which one would you consider to be the best one that you attend? Ooh. Listen, uh, the, the problem is I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 uh, I was there when Tiger won in 2005. I was there last year in 2019. Uh, well, there you go. And so those were two. Um, and I was on 16 uh, this year uh, when he won. On, on, when on 2005, I was on 18. Um, uh, but uh, wow. I, I don't – I can't – put one out of the other i you know what it what 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 makes me excited is the people that i bring i i i it's amazing how their light shines like when i guess they meet christ i mean it's it's just amazing <laughs> it is it's yeah. it's having you know that place is special and you know it when you're there and you know like i said attending mass there for us as always was always a priority and I, john's gonna no matter how good the tournament was, especially last year, as good as it was with Tiger, you know, we, we found our way to Mass, and uh, and it's a special place over there, and he, that's just how committed John is, you know. So we just have a few minutes left on the show, and John, you know, uh, share with, the, with our listeners, you know, what's your message out there for them? Um, maybe what's your favorite Bible verse or, or Bible story or something that, that's on your heart that God's got on your heart today? Okay. My favorite Bible story. I, I knew you were going to ask me that question. So... Uh, my whole life has been a road to Emmaus. Uh, I feel like I'm one of those guys, one of the two guys walking, and God is walking with you, and you don't re recognize him. And that is something that I see when I'm with my friends because I'll be uh, doing something with Todd, Calvin, Cliff, Brian Sincere, many of them, and I'll see Jesus in them on the reaction of some type of situation that reminds me of the road to Emmaus because doggone it, you recognize him and he's vanished. And a lot of times you don't want him to leave. So that is my favorite Bible study. And I try to find the road with somebody on a regular basis. Today, uh, Calvin uh, gave me some blessings because he found out that I was coming here to do this and I and it actually calmed me down and allowed me to just be myself Amen. I want I want to say that before we get a chance to close out the show that God the rest of, of his story after losing his wife he's found a beautiful woman and, and remarried and Georgette and, and I and John have gotten a chance to travel a little and she's just you just she's God sent her to God, me. It's a blessing. I, I agree. Uh, my brother is staying with me right now, and he says, John, you've never been so calm and so uh, 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 happy. What's your, what's your secret? I said, well, I think it's Georgette. For sure. Calvin, um, just just a few minutes, a few seconds left on the show. Why don't you close us out in prayer? And again, John, thank you for being on the show today. Well, thank you very much. In the name of the Father, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father and our God, we just thank you today for this opportunity, Father, to reach out to the community. We're thanking you for John Reed this morning opening up his life to us in the community. Father, we're going to ask that through the power of the Holy Spirit 
and understanding your will for our life, which is your word, allow us to be able to focus on doing the right thing today because we love you and you first loved us. But Father, continue to put place in our heart the ability to be servants above ourselves. And so we're going to thank you for that uh, inspiration, and we're also going to thank you for this opportunity. But bless the community, both Catholic and all faiths, and give us the ability to love and serve each other with a warm and fire in our heart. This I pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Unleash the Cajun Catholic in you. Amen.